I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, two different visual accounts of trips to Japan. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 315, Visual Diaries from Japan. Last weekend, I didn't have to do a podcast. I didn't have to. And the difference that made in timing on Saturday was amazing. There was so much day so much day to fill. I won't say that anything amazing got done, but the freedom of the time was pretty notable. And then by Sunday morning, I just couldn't stay away from making some notes. I couldn't do it. And I thought I would record that day. I planned to record that day and I didn't. It's been a whole week. Seems to be a trend, a theme. And we are running right into summer. And there will be blocks of time coming up. Blocks of time when there are no shows. You might not even notice. But I'll notice. Because it just doesn't feel right when I go through a weekend without recording a show. The Index Card a Day Challenge has started. It's off to the races with a flurry, and we are actually approaching the end of the second week already. It is wonderful to see so many people having fun with it, so many people tackling the prompts. Such a great challenge for so many people, especially people wanting to start a creative habit. People who have either been struggling with that idea, with the process of starting, or who have never even tried before. That vague sense of wishing for a creative habit can be intense in its own way. The wishing, the wanting, not being sure how to go about it, not being sure what it really involves or what it means. Part of what ICAD gives people is the understanding that a creative habit can be simple in nature and as deep or involved as you want, as personal as you want, as superficial as you want, as colorful as you want, as black and white as you want. It can be what you want. You can learn more about ICAD on the Daisy Yellow site, and I will link to that in the show notes. I am having fun with the shift to index cards. That is true. I never quite fit in. That is true. I always think that's going to be different. And it never is. But doing my own thing is what I would be doing anyway. What I would be doing anyway in these months, in these days, in these weeks. Just on different paper. I would just be working on different paper, working bigger. So it's okay to not totally fit in. I still enjoy the challenge. And I know some of you have similar thoughts 
about feeling a bit different in your approach. I definitely know that I'm not alone in this. Especially those of us doing portraits are a small band of merry portrait drawers for sure. And I did make some decisions that are guiding my iCAD right now. The last show was a little bit about that. Definitely I made some decisions. Decisions that have me playing along with the prompts a bit more than usual. And I have got a few things going that give me my own thread the kind of continuity that I talked about in that show. I'm holding tight to those things. And yet here and there, sometimes I leave one or the other off. Some days it's not exactly the right fit. Feeling my way through my own process. I love seeing the range of cards created during ICAD. I enjoy supporting others and helping others feel really good about the work they're doing. That's all part of it for me, all part of this span of time. If you are doing iCAD and haven't listened to that last show, it might be one to catch. There are some concrete ideas there for you to think about. Some perspective might be worth listening to. I hope you'll check it out. So today, to steer clear of me waxing poetic about the pieces I am doing right now, I have a pair of books for you, one YA and one adult, and I am pairing them because they are similar in theme, each being about time spent in Japan. Similar in theme and both illustrated accounts, visual diaries of a sort, but very different. One is a cool YA graphic novel style account And one is much more an Everyday Matters visual journal, Everyday Matters style. The latter is a book that I talked about many years ago, and I loved it then. And when I pulled this YA title, that older book came to mind because I so remember being charmed and wowed by the beautiful illustrations of food and places. So... I pulled it again for this pairing specifically. First up is A Diary of a Tokyo Teen. A Japanese-American girl travels to the land of trendy fashion, high-tech toilets, and maid cafes by Christine Mary Enzer. And I read this book in the same span of time that I read Doodlebug, which I talked about in episode 305. And stylistically, these books are night and day though both are graphic novel in format. Diary of a Tokyo Teen is large format, full-size illustrations, full color. You get lots of paintings and drawings of the things she talks about from her trip. You can tell from the table of contents the style of this book. Each section is represented by a full-color illustration, and the quirky voice of this narrator is there on the first page with a chibi girl drawing and a note that says, okay, as you can tell, I can't draw anime slash manga very well. The introduction sets the book up. The trip she took was, from the start, part of a plan to write this book. And that is interesting to note, really. It's pretty fantastic to note, actually. So just before she turned 16, she says she went to Japan and spent eight weeks living with her grandparents and getting reacquainted with her birthplace. Quote, I experienced all of these things in Japan 
and I learned a lot about myself along the way. It was an incredible journey, and with this book, I hope to share it with you. End quote. And off we go. We get the full story, but it's told in a wonderful way that is full of asides, diagrams, like what she wore to the airport, great vignette images like her standing at the window in the airport. There is lots of breathing room in this book, lots of white space, which makes this a pleasure to look at. Throughout, Christine is fun to read as a narrator. She's telling her story first person and with plenty of asides. Quote, oh, by the way, I am on the plane right now. End quote. Readers follow along as she flies, arrives, has a reunion with her favorite fast food chain hamburger. There's a two-page spread with a photo of the burger and an illustration of it. And that gives you the flavor of this book. That the next page has a funny illustration of the workers at the fast food joint and how they compare or differ from those in the U.S. That's also very funny. Though this is the story of a teen in a new location, a transplant moment of sorts, despite it being a place she has been before, I think teen readers will identify with many of the issues and lines of thought based on school scenarios, especially her observing other teens she sees, what they wear, how they seem, and comparing herself, trying to find the key to fitting in, the key to who she is. As part of her story, you get tidbits about Japan, which makes this a lot of fun to read. TV personalities, types of TV shows, cultural bits like bath time, bathrooms, Japanese clothing styles, the bullet train, local festivals, geishas, donuts, ramen, a whole page of crepes. Quote, in Japan, as you can see, food is more than nourishment. It's an art. End quote. At 15, she is also on the brink, learning about herself, taking some steps alone, navigating the world, wanting independence, and also wanting the safety of family. Pages like What I Ate Today give a great look at traditional foods. Some moments span many pages, and you get the story in various ways, sometimes with illustration, text, photo, even cartoon panels. The variety is wonderful. You feel things are constantly being switched up and you feel like you are following along right with her as an insider. So it's definitely one to check out. I especially think your young adult readers will enjoy it and I think you'll like it too. So the other book is A Year in Japan by Kate T. Williamson. And as I said, I talked about this book years ago and it really stuck with me. I pulled it out again to take a look, and I still love it. I still find it just charming. I really do. As the title suggests, this book contains observations both written and illustrated through the course of a year and follows the year in sequence from arrival in early autumn through the seasons. Nothing is dated specifically, but various events, customs, and foods are mentioned in context of specific times of the year. So you can feel and follow the chronology and the passing of a year. I love the illustration in this visual journal. I really do. Like in The Diary of a Tokyo Teen, this book has beautiful white space. Some pages or spreads are full color, and some have a single illustration and then lots of white space. 
The illustrations are beautiful. It's a simple line, high color, but flat color. Kate has a lovely style. One of the early pages is a food page. And the food pages are the ones I remember from when I first looked at this. I was so enamored with the food pages. So Wagashi is the first food page. And there's a beautiful painting on one side. And then a small description in the handwritten cursive that is used throughout the book on the other page. And that's the format that many of these pages use. There is a simplicity to some of the illustrations that is captivating. And the accompanying descriptions, observations, or stories are wonderfully told. Bits and pieces of Japanese culture, some phrases, some explanations. You don't get a lot of first-person narrative here. There is some. Instead, you get a really beautiful collection that helps you see Japan, sort of a top hits list, but maybe not the most mainstream. Maybe it is the most mainstream, but it doesn't feel that way. It feels like it's a real down-to-earth introduction to Japan. A bento box illustration occupies a full page with a single line on the other page that says, quote, I bought this boxed lunch, obento, whenever I went on a long train trip. There are lots and lots and lots of food pages in this book. If you have no experience with any of these foods, like me, you may find these fascinating and mouthwatering. There is a section on moon viewing and a typical sweet treat sold for moon viewing, and then a whimsical spread, coverage of the tradition of looking for a rabbit in the moon, and many versions of how that might look. There are patterns in this book fabrics, decor, socks, different plants, clothing, places to visit. There's much here to enjoy, an inside look and lots of things to see. So two books today, just a quick mention of each. These are similar, but with different styles and different vantages. I especially mention a year in Japan to people when I talk about keeping an illustrated journal especially in the Everyday Matters style, because I think this is such a beautiful example of how that can work and how that can work when it comes to travel, a travelogue of sorts, an illustrated travelogue. It is the season of travel for many of you, and it's something to think about how you might document your travels by making some small drawings, making some notes, making some diagrams, filling the pages of a blank book. I hope your summer is going well and that you are already filling pages with details of your days. And if you're getting ready to travel, I hope you set aside a special book, even if it's a little bitty blank book, and try and fill it up, your own travel log. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. That is it for this show, a very short show, very straightforward show. Not a lot of preamble. You gotta be surprised, right? I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you check both of these books out at your library and see if you can take a look. It's the kind of book you might flip through a time or two. Check them out at your library. As always, I'm Amy and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. 
That's O-A-M-Y-O-A-M-Y. Thank you to those of you who support the show in any way, and especially to those of you at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.